Hey, thanks for having me over. Can I get you anything to drink? Spiced eggnog, hot buttered rum, ooh, a peppermint latte. Um, no thanks, I think I'm okay. Great, well, you know, help yourself if you need anything. I have some fresh gingerbread cookies in the kitchen too, nice and hot. Wow, that's so nice, thank you. Um, so I love what you've done with the place. Oh, this? Well, you know, we were just about to take down all of our Christmas decorations, and then we started hearing about coronavirus and COVID-19, and it was just a scary, sad time. It started to get really depressing. We just decided to leave it all up. So your house has been like this and since December 2019? Uh-huh. For eight months? Yep. Tis the season. <laughs> Sounds ridiculous, right? Waking up every day and it's still Christmas. Living as though a day hasn't gone by, nothing changing. More concerning though, are those of us who actually are waking up each morning exactly the same. As tempting as it is to wish for things to go back to the way they were, or to numb this season out by thinking of happier times, many of us will discover it's a hazardous mentality to try to survive as a snowflake in the middle of summer. Hi, and welcome to Path and Posture. I'm your host, Mariah Turner, and I'm here with my sisters, Brittany Turner and Sierra Turner. Hello. So for those of you who haven't tuned in before, Path and Posture, we are just a fun family podcast talking about the different paths that God has each of us on and all of you on and the different postures that we feel led or called to have to walk those. So all three of us are moms, and so we often talk about what it is to be a mom, All three of us are sisters. We talk about what it is to be a loving sister. And so all these paths that we share, and then we talk about the posture, whether we're exhausted, but God calls us to be empowered, um, things like that. So path and posture, this episode, we're talking about Christmas in July. Now, I know you guys have heard about Christmas in July. Brittany, Sierra, you've heard about Christmas in July. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah, it was always so so it, fun. Yeah, growing up, I feel like there would be like a pool party at the local pool where they would play Christmas music all of a sudden in July. You're like, what is going on? Oh, and Santa on a beach. Yes. So it's for all of the Christmas fanatics that when Christmas is over, they can't wait eleven months for it to come back around. So they take a break in July and they celebrate. They listen to Christmas music, watch Christmas movies, Hallmark. I'm pretty sure Hallmark does do something. Yeah, I'm sure they do too. And I feel like growing up, Nickelodeon or something used to play some Christmas cartoons, maybe even Disney. It was a thing, I think, in the 90s maybe or the, you know. When did it start? I have no idea. I have no idea. Well, anyway, you know, we're thinking about it not only because it's the middle of July and, gosh, it's been 100 with the past three days here in Texas. Yes. (laughs) So we're thinking of cooler times. But things have opened up a little bit down here in Texas, and I actually went shopping the other day. I went because I had to return something for Amazon, but I ended up shopping, so you you know how that goes. (laughs) So I went to Kohl's, and it was really odd. Every other end cap in the back of each department, Christmas items. And it's not like, hey, let's hurry up and get things going here, you know, like every department store typically does. You know, St. Patrick's Day ends and all of a sudden you see fall stuff. <laughs> right. But um, no, it was Christmas 2019. 
it was really eerie. It just seemed really out of place. Like all the sweaters and all, all the, the sweaters, hats, gloves, leggings. dog chew toys, little dog sweaters, Merry Christmas and things like that. So I it's thought back and you really know, hard the, to see in uh, 105 degree weather. I know. Well, you know, I, I would be lying if I say I didn't do some Christmas shopping. <laughs> I'm like, okay, this stuff. They're just now reopening a lot of the coal stores. You will clear shop. Like it is 85% off and an additional 30% off whatever that markdown tag is. So I will be taking a visit tomorrow. Right? <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. So yes, coats, jackets, shoes, everything. And um, I, I got some shirts for like three bucks. And they're nice dress shirts. So, yeah, all the non-essential stores, if you guys remember, they started closing in late February, early March. And, yeah, you think, that's way past Christmas. Why do they have Christmas? Well, because that's when they're typically moving all that old Christmas merchandise out. And so they, they had it on these end caps to get rid of it late February, early March. And then it never happened. And so it's still sitting there. Nothing has changed. And so... When I walked into the store, it was really like walking back into late February, early March. And it was odd, just odd. So, you know, it got me thinking in terms of how many of us are just like the coal store. That ever since late February, early March, we've shut things down, shut things out. And where we would normally take on new things, new challenges, whether that's you know, venturing out in the spring, meeting some new people at the park or end of the school party and having sleepovers and a bunch of new friendships and getting to know people around us where we would typically do those things. Are we sitting idly by? What are we, what are we missing here? So yeah, just some food for thought that I was thinking about and just wanted to get you guys' input on in terms of where do you feel like things have been idle and your life and listeners also be thinking about this. What has kind of just taken a back seat and uh, what have you just shut down? I think it's interesting because I think when we go through seasons of fear or disappointment or change and it's something that we're wrestling inside of ourselves, we come to the realization that life moves on outside and we kind of engage in a process of moving on with life. Mm -hmm. But it's been interesting this time because we're all a bit staggered having all been halted at the same time, most of us, mm -hmm. and then trying to process that in our own ways. We've all kind of been engaged in the same grief and disappointment and fear. And so it's just been really interesting watching the processes of it. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because we always, especially as Christians, one of the, the frequent taglines, something that we're familiar with is meet people where they're at. And it's going to be interesting. It's been interesting watching the church, especially meet people where they're at when they don't even know where they're at. Mm -hmm. No, yes. Ours is still very much shut down. And they're doing strictly online things. Um, and that's, Brittany, that's a great point. That's something that also crossed my mind. Our church, they, they called me and they left a message I wasn't able to pick up. And they reached out asking if my family needed any help during this time. And I was thinking, no. But then I immediately thought, 
but who can I help? Because honestly, we've been so blessed and so fortunate. All of the men in our family have had essential jobs. So no one's been out of work. It's been just a miracle just seeing God's provision in this. And we know that so many others are hurting because they, they maybe weren't in the essential category and their families are just struggling. And so I, I thought, how should I be helping? And then also, we, I've listened to several different sermons now that all the churches have been online. And a lot of them have been talking about being the hands and feet of Jesus, just like you said, Brittany. But I think about how some of us may have fallen asleep on our hands or we've propped up our feet just because we're just like, we can't leave our house. <laughs> so yeah. we're just going to sit here and... Good analogy. And uh, yeah, I can't stand falling asleep on my hands. You ever do that? I never let and my hands... wake up in the middle of the night and you're like, my arm! It's missing. <laughs> and you go it's to move missing. it and it like hits you in the head. <laughs> I know. That has happened to me a lot. I don't know what I'm doing wrong here. Um, well, you are pregnant. Yes. Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, that's that has not been idle. <laughs> we are growing our family in the middle of a pandemic. Um, so it's been under wraps. Goodness. So we found out in January. No, 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 no. Just a little tidbit here. I start. We started this podcast thinking it would be wine night and talking. And literally, probably the first or second episode, Mariah announces that she's oh, pregnant. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, well, there goes the wine. <laughs> but you can keep bringing all the cheese and the snacks. <laughs> so, yeah, that was uh, that was the start of Path and Posture. It was like, hey, let's just get together and chat and have some wine time. Nope. So it got really real really quick. But, yes, it did. So this whole time, all this stuff has been happening. Virus, gloves, masks, where's the toilet paper, hand sanitizer's gone. And, you know, and we're growing a baby over here. And so go back and listen to a few of our episodes and Mariah subtly dodges certain topics, too. I'm sure. Uh huh. So you can go back and listen to my whole master plan for this one. I'm like, this is my last kid. (laughs) It's my fourth. And I'm just going to tell everybody on the fourth of July and be like, happy fourth. Because I just did. I love the puns, you know. So that's what we did. When is baby due? Um, She... That was a whole other thing. <laughs> we initially thought it was a he. We found out it was a she. It was like, oh my gosh. Go. This has been a great, crazy pregnancy. Um, she's due in September, September 26th. But yeah, she'll probably come a little bit earlier, just like all my other kids. So yes, it's it's been interesting. But um, lots of changes here still. Tell you what, it's been the fastest pregnancy I've ever had. You think? Oh, yeah. The longest one's always the first one because it's all the unknowns and the uncertainties and it's just and the waiting Googling. and waiting for your life to change and you're just like, you're just so excited. You know how that is when you're when you're excited to go somewhere and it just takes forever to get there because mm-hmm. you're just so excited. That's, that's what I feel like what your first is like. And then your second and your third, you're just chasing the other kids around. So kind of goes by. This one... I feel like even though we've all kind of been stuck in the monotony of, you know, Corona, it's still flown. I don't, I don't know. Maybe because I feel like maybe I've been waking up and every day has been the same. So, and you know, I did think about how when all this did start in late February, early March, we had just had Groundhog Day. So a lot of the memes of Bill Murray were going around like, it just feels like Groundhog Day. I'm stuck at home. (laughs) And I feel like that's the closest analogy Mm -hmm. I could have to what this entire experience has maybe felt like. But yeah, so we were talking about falling asleep on our hands, <laughs> propping up our feet, which I've been doing a lot of that now, and just completely avoiding 
maybe the the call that we have as Christians during a time like this. Yeah. And it doesn't have that's to be a, intentionally. You, that's can, a, you can avoid something unintentionally. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good, I mean, good point. Me personally, I feel like, you know, not having the churches open, we're missing that weekly reminder to reach out to your community. And, you know, everybody is just... And not in a bad way, but focused on themselves because they're just trying to wonder how they're going to get through all this. Wondering Mm -hmm. not only that, but sometimes you're your only company, you know, people that have been in quarantine and they are just left with their own thoughts and everything. And so, you know, me personally, I feel like I have, you know, missed out, well, just missed in general, reaching out to others. I just moved here to Texas and, you know, I have a brand new house and you know, a couple of my neighbors have just said hi to us outside, but you're really missing that whole community and the summer events and, you know, all these activities that just bring you all closer together. And that's the thing I've missed the most. And being the hands and feet of Jesus is definitely hard during this time. And if anything, we should be strengthening the mind so that we can be the mind for Jesus. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So, what, what I was kind of thinking about uh, Christmas in July and this, this whole episode was that when you wake up the same each day, you're allowing three things. Nothing changing in your mind, nothing growing in your heart, and nothing stirring in your spirit. You can't learn and be challenged to think new things, to love new things, or to be inspired by new things, just like you can't learn and be challenged to think about other people to love new people and to be inspired by your community when you just don't change. And, um, and so often talking with anyone, whether it's at the store or a neighbor, I can't wait for things to get back to the way they were. And as crummy and maybe disappointing and fearful as this whole situation has been for everybody, would you really want to just go back Or do you want to be changed and let this process through you to create a new thing and to change you in a way that you're better because of living through it? You talk about, uh, Sierra's our historian, our designated historian. How many people, when you talk to them, oh, you lived through World War II, what was that like? And they say, well, I, uh, I was just holed up and I, I didn't open the blinds and, and I have no idea what happened, <laughs> you know, and, or did they embrace what time they were in? Have stories of survival and yeah, um, just stories of adaptation mm-hmm. and it's, I mean, it's incredible. And yeah, that is something that you, you want to be able to tell your yeah, future kids. I mean, kids. okay, well, well I watched a lot Cora of Netflix. It's totally different. <laughs> I've been on a Tom Cruise movie binge. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> No, I know a lot of people, mom, dad, you lived through coronavirus. What was it like? Son, don't you ever go raising tigers. No Tiger King. <laughs> that was Some, like, I saw this meme and it's like, it's sad that Tiger thing was the most normal thing of 2020. Yeah, yeah it was odd. It was it all was odd. odd. I tried. I could not finish it. Um, I don't recommend it. I think one of the more sad realizations that I've received, especially recently, when we were opening up and things were excelling, there's a group downtown Dallas that serves the homeless community with meals and the gospel. 
and they usually provide an outdoor service. And because things kind of shut down again, they aren't providing the service. And I think they try to give the gospel in however way they can, but they have to deliver the meals through a gate. Mm. And that seeing the photos just made me sad Mm -hmm. and kind of stirred my heart into what could I do in my community that, that would allow, that would build the people that I can reach in my life to when things do open up in however way that they will, that they are even stronger, that we've created just this outpouring of strength that can hit wherever God calls them to, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's just, it feels like you're in between a, a rock and a hard place mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Because there's only so much that you can do regulation wise. Um, good thing is a lot of things you can do now if you just comply and wear a mask. And so that's nice that we can get out and do some things, but from helping, you know, inner city or helping local community with food bank, you know, that's, that's one thing. It could be as simple as just walking across the street and standing six feet from your neighbor and just saying hi and catching up. Even if you've never talked to them, you know that they've been home just like you. And so I did that last week. One of my neighbors was out watering her lawn. And um, I walked over with myself and I said, I have been meaning to grab your number and just, just text you and check in on you guys and see how you're doing and see if you guys, if you're comfortable, wanted to come for dinner one night or something. And she and I got talking and it was it was really funny. She commented on how she's seen my children from her windows and she's just, uh, it was a total character and just a joy, joyful moment getting to know her for just 15 minutes. You know, I, it was the evening I had put my kids down. And so I just went and talked to a neighbor and just that giving someone the sense of connection, the sense that they're not alone is, is I feel like one of the more simple things that we can do just to serve right now. And one thing that I wanted to touch on in the sense that a lot of people shutting things down or shutting things out or glossing it over or just wanting things the way it was. So that made me think of coasting. You, you just want to coast through it, get out of it, and then everything will be fine. Uh, and somewhere, sometime, I had heard the saying, if you're coasting, you're usually going downhill. And so just some perspective that when things are easy, there's nothing growing, there's nothing changing, you're not being bettered by anything, and, um, and you're usually going downhill. So keep that in mind as you go forth this week and think about just the ways that your community might be changing, opportunities might be opening up for, for us to just reach out and to be the light that we've been called to be. And if you feel like you kind of dropped the ball for the past, what, five months, you know, that's okay because there's each day is a new opportunity and each day is, is new for you to step out and to meet someone new and try something new and just focus on doing something else other than what you've been doing for the past five months. And 2020 is not over. No, (laughs) no. We still have the whole other half of the year. We just don't know what it's going to look like. Yes. But there's, what I mean is that there's still a chance to change your story for the year. Yeah, exactly. And that was kind of what we touched on last, last uh, time, that last podcast when we talked about, um, in the middles. Yeah, we talked about the middles, often forgotten. Um, no. <laughs> we forgot. <laughs> Literally forgot the middle. Literally forgot. 
So I, I do want to bring in some scripture for this podcast. And what had come to my mind was Ecclesiastes 3, A Time for Everything. And I wanted to go ahead and read that if you haven't heard it. The word says that there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. There's a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. And so that's Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8. And I just wanted to bring that to light in this podcast, just because it gives truth to the fact that there's a reason for every season that we walk through, although we may not see the plan or the purpose, it has purpose and value. Although it may be unpleasant, it will bring forth something beautiful in its time, as the rest of Ecclesiastes goes on to talk about. You know, we serve a God who makes beauty from ashes, and we serve a God who, thankfully, He is forever unchanging because He is the definition of love and what love is. And the reason why we need to be constantly challenged and just feet to the fire and changing is because our life goal as Christians is to become more like His Son each day. And that's a hard thing to do. It's easy to sit back and to be idle and to be lukewarm and indifferent, but to have passion and purpose to serve and to love others is more like Christ and is is more challenging. It's, it's, It's our nature to think, what about me? Or what am I getting out of this? But to think, how can I love and serve my neighbor? That's completely opposite. I like that this perspective that Trevor Joy put forth on Sunday at uh, the Village Church. He said, the opposite of love isn't hate. The opposite of love is pride. And uh, my husband this morning, it's so weird, texted me this morning. He said, anger isn't the opposite of love. Hate is. And that final form of hate is indifference. That's by Timothy Keller. Interesting. So we have two different <laughs> definitions. One says the opposite is pride. The other says the opposite is hate, which turns to indifference. Um, I, think I think maybe pride is indifference. Pride, and I think what Trevor Joy was trying to, to point at was in, his, in the context of how he was speaking is um, kind of loving your neighbor. And so the opposite of love in that sense is pride in the sense that you're just loving yourself. And in that and what, way, you are an indifferent on how your neighbor is you don't care you don't care how anybody else is Mm -hmm. yeah so I could see where they could coincide together but um, I see Joy's point and I see your point as well Brittany Um, pretty much love is that all-encompassing how can I serve how can I value you how can I consider you and when we don't walk in that kind of godly love um, and have him constantly filling us with that we get run dry and we default to what am I getting out of this? And I don't really care. I'm just going to shut it out, shut it down and stick to myself. So 
Yeah, all tempting things to do when we've all been pressed and tried for months and months and months. But again, there's been gleams of hope in all of this. Uh, we've talked about in different podcasts, ways that we've challenged ourselves and tried new things. And um, we had a hashtag playing on pause and what we were trying to do when it felt like the world was on pause. And then I go to Coles this week and it literally it was on pause because there's still Christmas things. You know, there's, like I said, been little gleams of hope and um, let those things come in, you know, open your heart to embrace this time and let it change you. Let it inspire you. Look into the mirror that is our world with Corona and COVID-19 and think, what, what do I want to change? If ever this were to happen again, I won't be the one to hoard the toilet paper. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I've learned my lesson, you know, uh, anything, anything. What, what are you looking forward to doing better the next time that you're challenged <sighs> yes. and you're pressed in this way? I hope we all pass the test with flying colors and we don't have to go through this test again. But the truth is some of us might not. And and you'll be tested in a very similar way until you pass because we serve a gracious God. And he's like, I care for you so much. I love you just the way you are, but I love you too much to leave you that way. And so I'm going to make you better and better and better and more like my son and more like me until finally you come and you can sit with me and we can enjoy each other's company. And so that, that walk from here to heaven is a day to day dying to self and picking up our cross and learning what it is to be like his son. And there's a day-to-day test that comes with that. And if we don't pass, God's grace is new and fresh every day. And we get a chance to retake it. So that's one thing to think on. I think I, <laughs> we don't ever finish taking tests, even though we get out of school. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I think one of the, the most humbling experiences from this season, all of it, is for for me personally, I was able to wake up in the morning and, you know, especially as a mom and as a wife and you're trying to get every, you're trying to just get it all right and get everything in order and get everybody scheduled. And then everything got shut down and canceled. And it, it was just, it was one of the most interesting feelings to, to relate to Socrates, the philosopher on this level where he says, the only thing I know is that I know nothing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just a good place to start. And that's, you know, when you, when you can say, I know nothing, you can actually look, look up. Yeah. Humor note. One time when I was about 16 <laughs> and I was in community college, I was taking a theater class. I went to Brittany and I was like, Brittany, can you help me with oh, this? Hold on. You have to tell me. I love guys. I love philosophy and theater and mythology and, and theology. And so Sierra came to me. Go. And I was like, Brittany, could you please help me with this? I'm studying Greek mythology, and I don't know who so- uh, Socrates and Oedipus. <laughs> oh, no. Oedipus. <laughs> and so sometimes when she's she's asking me a question, I'm like, is it about Oedipus? <laughs> Oedipus. <laughs> hey, you know, I... She's uh, in high school. <laughs> I worked in... Uh, I, I did a lot of geography when I was studying for meteorology. And um, I still said to Austin one time when we were looking at mountains and different places to go and we're just dreaming about vacations. I'm like, oh, we need to go to Yoshimite Park. <laughs> <laughs> so there's humility is good for the soul, man. 
<laughs> Yosemite? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> you, I was thinking, so when all this is over, let's just say the end of the year, question of the podcast, do you want to take off your masks and your gloves, open your door, walk out into December, 2019? I feel like that's the worst case scenario or when all this started to shut down late February, 2020, early March, 2020, or do you want to look yourself over and honestly say, I haven't changed anything about myself in a year or Do you really want to put your hand to the plow, find those places where you're needed most during this time and just live what it is to be love? As Miranda Lambert says, if life gives you lemons, just put them in your drink. Yes. And we're (laughs) going to embrace lemons and lemonade and not peppermint lattes right now. Um, I've never been a Christmas in July person. No, no. Sorry. I like to save it for one special time. We have rules. You can only listen to instrumental after Halloween. These are rules that our mother lyrics and us after kind of made Thanksgiving. Yeah, you know, we put things into place just so that we can cherish and have the nostalgic moments of, of that season. Time, yes. Of that season, exactly. If you were to embrace that in the summer, I just feel like by the time it rolls around, you're like, oh, remember when Sierra jumped in the pool and Bing Crosby was singing, and it was just like, no. No, we don't. That can cool. Have yourself a merry little Christmas when we were having pizza on the and grill. And s'mores. And s'mores, no. no. So I just want to close in some prayer and hope that our conversation goes forth to be a blessing to someone, to be food for thought for others, be a good laugh for even more. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Father God, we thank you so much for Path and Posture and just the outlet that it is for us to have conversation and a good time to glorify you and your calling on our lives and to put forth uh, time to contemplate what it is that you would have us do. Uh, God, this whole podcast launched in such a unique season. Like Brittany said, the beginning of a pregnancy for me, uh, the beginning of a pandemic for the rest of the country. And, and it's just been a whirlwind of emotions and a crazy year for the majority of us. And so Father, we pray that you would be the calm in that storm and that we would be able to cling to you no matter what's happening. We thank you for your son, Jesus, who was born in December, not in July. So well, Christmas. You don't know well, that. <laughs> okay, we're not gonna get into that. We're not gonna get into that. Actually. But we, but we thank you for Christmas. We thank you for Christmas. And we thank you for July two very different seasons. Um, And although we might want to blend them, God, you've made different seasons for different times for different purposes and reasons. And we pray that you would give us the wisdom to acknowledge that and the ability to embrace each for what it is so that you continue to do a mighty work in each of us to make us more like your son every day. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So as uh, Harmony Rhodes... Brittany, Mariah, and Sierra. We are known um, as for our harmonies. We, we sing. We're a family, family band, if you will. And we have a couple different albums out there. But we like to close our podcast with a song, whether we harmonize or we kick out one of the singers. <laughs> we will <laughs> like, find out. Um, the past couple times, Brittany got the boot. Sorry, Brittany. <laughs> so this time, we're going to let Brittany shine 
and um, we decided to do kind of a borderline Christmas song. I mean, she's talking it about Christmas. She's talking about going home for Christmas. But it's a good message to our podcast. It's talking about making every moment last. Yes. So and, that's why we're we're allowing it. Otherwise, and if it, it is was a Christmas like song. Frosty Snowman, <laughs> we would put the kibosh on that. We so. do still have our rules. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's actually allowed. the full song now. Yes, and there's a line about leaving your Christmas decorations up until early spring. So until mid July. <laughs> <laughs> that's really what it is right now. All right, so here's Years by Beth Nelson Chapman and Brittany singing.
Okay.